Welcome to Bloody Bay, an eclectic full-contact theater audio drama series written by Mimi Monteith and Anne-Marie Shea. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Successful mystery author Florence Gardner is facing both a potentially ruinous divorce from husband and former actor Lee Millville and slumping sales. Desperate for inspiration, she heads to Bloody Bay, the small main town whose record of murders makes New York look like Branson. But it seems the town's main export has dried up, so Florence devises a plan that'll really knock them dead. And now, Bloody Bay. We are gathered here today at this graveside ceremony to pay tribute to the life of Barry Spencer. Also to bring some comfort to those of her family and friends who have been deeply hurt by a sudden death. Some of you will say suicide. Moi, I say if a loving husband and even the police, they say she tripped, she tripped. Remember, I do not understand very good the English. You who was How are you holding so up, Dennis? Are you okay? I'm pulling through. Thanks, Beverly. We'll call if you need <coughs> anything. <coughs> Barry was a kind woman. She thrived. And none of us can believe that you're Dennis. You're also a very much loved wife, sister, and daughter... Dennis! Sorry, madam. Is everything okay? Yes. Sorry. Nothing to see here. I've I've just come to pay my respects to Baz. Uh, Barry. Sorry. Yeah. Well, if you could keep it down. My lips are zipped. Thank you. Now, where was I? Uh, Barry Spencer appreciated all that the world had to offer. She was a fashion icon... I model of fashion. I mean, a model of fashion. I no, no, no. Uh, make that a model of I fashion. Yes. yes also, right. human person. Is Florence. No with us. What do you want? You have always been Sorry. For um. Us. How can I help you? Well, I wanted to. You know that we're in the middle of my wife's funeral, so don't you? Yes. You Terribly sorry about that. You nearly witnessed her death. No, I know it was really tragic. Listen, I was wondering. Are you okay? Are you traumatized? Did you see anything actually happen? No. No, but I am truly sorry for it. Sorry that it was suicide. Maybe an accident, not a murder. Or was it? Yes. Well, thank you. Do you mind if I get back to the eulogy now? Can we have some peace and quiet, please? You are ruining my ceremony. I, I mean, the ceremony. Yes, please. Can we, Miss Gardner? I was just paying my respects. There's no need to get all uppity about it. Thank you, Mrs. Gardner. Uh, Father, I apologize. 
Continuez, mon père. Dr. Spencer, I just wanted to express my deepest remorse for your current situation. Are you kidding me? Magnolia here, making moves on the grieving spouse. You must be so lonely in that house. That big house all by yourself. I'm pulling through just fine. Well, if you ever need anything at all, just Thank you, Magnolia. Not on my watch. I could come by and cook you dinner sometime. That would be lovely. But really, I'm just trying to listen. Back off, Magnolia. And so as we respectfully pay our respects, let us remember the psalms that comforts us all. The Lord is my shepherd. Do you want to maybe get dinner soon? Me lie down what? In clean Do you want to go out sometime? He leadeth me besides I can't hear waters. you, Florence. What? I'm free any time if you need some female company. Florence, what are you doing? Bev! I, uh, I'm so sorry, Dennis. I'll take her away. You ought to know better, Florence. I was just trying to pay my respects. I loved Barry so much. In fact, I, well, I just can't bear it. Get a hold of yourself, woman. It is just so unfair. I mean, she's down there and we're all up here. Dennis, I... Well, I don't know how you do it. Neither do I. It really is impressive. Well, thank you, Magnolia. No, I just don't know how. That's right. Maybe I'll just join her. What? Life isn't going to be the same. <gasps> Did she just jump in? I can't see. Is that the right She just jumped in the grave. Florence, don't move. I'll get you. Oh my goodness, and he just jumped in the grave after her. Flo! Flo! No, not here again. Oh, you're here! I wasn't sure you'd be coming to the luncheon. After all you've been through, but here you are. You feeling okay? I haven't seen you in days. Well... Properly saw you from across the cemetery earlier, but other than that, I mean, what with everything that's going on, my Clinton has been so busy with everything, he can't help me around the house at all. Did you know that it takes hours, I mean hours, to clean a house properly? I haven't done it lately. Well, normally Clinton does it for me, since I bring in more money from the post office and the general store than he does from that policing job. I think he owed me that. But now that he's so busy with this suicide, if it is a suicide, as Clinton likes to say. I knew that it wasn't a suicide. Oh no, I've gone and done it again. I am such a sieve sometimes. You can be a sieve to me, Mags. You know that it won't go anywhere. Really? Yes, of course. Well, in that case... Oh, just like that. 
Clinton is investigating the idea that the intruders, you know, the ones from before, he thinks they were outside the building and pulled her out. What? I know. Scandalous, isn't it? They were on the third floor. What? They were on the third, as you say around here, the third floor, Barry and Dennis. Not according to my Clinton. Well, I was there. I took notes and everything. Look, let me get my notebook out. Why are you writing notes on this? You said what I told you wouldn't go anywhere. And it won't. But if there was a murder and I didn't have all of the right facts in place, it would hardly be worth a bestseller now, would it? I don't know. And if I got these notes from you, at the end of the day when the murder is solved, you'll be the hero. Oh, I mean... I won't even have to change any of the names with yours being so beautiful and all. Oh, fine. You've pulled my leg right off. That's not the phrase. Oh, well, anywho, did I overhear you offering to keep Dennis company? What? In the middle of a funeral? Oh, I... At his wife's funeral? And then to jump into her grave. Flo, I mean, I know that it's you, Oh, but... look, Beverly is waving at me like a mad woman. <laughs> I'll be back. We can talk all about Clinton's uh, work later. Yes? Okay. Where is Clinton? Can't believe he just left me here by myself. This had better be worth walking all the way over here to the Spencer McMansion in the middle of the day. Too much fresh air and sunshine for this girl. Hi. Hello. May I come in? Oh, I don't know. I won't take up much of your time, I promise. I just wanted to apologize for my behavior at the funeral. Yes, well, it was a little... Yes, I do want to apologize. And to pick up some of Barry's clothes to bring to the thrift shop, I had promised Barry to help her. It's the least I can do to honor her dying wishes. <laughs> of course, she had no way of knowing there were her dying oh, wishes. Oh, <laughs> sure. Come in. Thank you. Oh, it is beautiful in here. You've been here before. Yes, uh... But I didn't notice before. <laughs> so many walk-in closets filled with so many beautiful clothes. Oh, and shoes to match. What can I do for you? Some suitcases would be nice. But first, I do want to apologize for seeming to come on to you during your wife's funeral. It was very, well, unsympathetic of me, and I just wanted to say that. Sorry. You did catch me quite off guard. And then to jump into the grave. <laughs> it's just, I, I've been here for some months and, well, there's no other way to put it. I, I didn't know if your wife was going to wake up again and you are so... So... Attractive. Oh. To me. I, I think I was just a bit taken aback when I saw you. I, I see. Yes, so I'm sorry. I just, well, I just couldn't help myself. I've hardly met you, and with Barry's death and all, I can't say I've had time to think about 
How could I ever think about you like that? And now? Well, I suppose I haven't been able to stop thinking about you since you asked. Really? Really. You and me. Let's go out to dinner sometime soon. I don't want the whole town to think... Think what? That we're friends? Well... I owe you dinner for helping me out of the grave. Literally. Okay. No one will suspect a thing if that's what you're... We should wait a while, so that we don't raise any eyebrows. Oh, all right. You're right. How long do you think we have to... I think tomorrow night would be a decent interval, don't you? Yes, absolutely long enough. Great. All right, so... Friday. Good. I'll leave it to you, then. Just uh, let me relieve you of a few of these cocktail dresses. Uh, Mustn't neglect the shoes and purses to match. (laughs) There. I'll be back for the rest soon. Bye-bye. Uh, yes. Thank you so much for coming to pay your respects, Mrs. Gardner. Now, how am I going to get through a whole evening talking to him? I bet in his entire life he's never read a book that's not about teeth. It's fine. One night out with this smart cookie and all of his secrets will start pouring out. I'll have my new book in no time. But first, let me get these suitcases full of designer editions secure in my suite at the B&B. Yoo-hoo! It's me, Magnolia! Yes, Magnolia. <laughs> I may have a few years on you, but I haven't lost my eyesight. Yes! Oh, you caught me again. That's just a thing I do. Hello, it's me. I figure it's harmless. And like so many of your other tics, illogical and annoying... Note to self, do not use Magnolia as a character in the upcoming book. A distraction to the more discerning reader. But I am so glad to run into you. I need a hand with these suitcases. I promised dear Barry I would find a welcoming home for them. But Dennis told me that she wanted her stuff to go to the thrift shop to help the poor. The thrift shop is the opposite direction. Yes, some of her things are going to the thrift shop, but she explicitly told me in the brief time we had together that since she and I are the same size, I should have these nicer items. The poor would have no use for cocktail dresses, resort wear, stiletto heels, you know. Well, sorry, Flo, but I guess you are losing your eyesight after all. I can't help you with suitcases. Can't you see I've got my two hands full with this jambalaya casserole I'm bringing over to Dennis? Can't have the poor man nuking frozen dinners for his meals, can we? Wanna bet. A recipe my mama taught me. Real tasty and southern-like. Spicy and full of real hot sausage and stuff. Not what passes for food in this neck of the woods. Do you know my Clinton won't even let me put tomatoes and spices into clam chowder? Ugh. Up here they got this milky glob they call chowder. That's all he'll eat. This'll make a real nice dish here for Dennis. He can have it tonight with plenty of leftover for dinner tomorrow. Oh no, I've already taken care of tomorrow's dinner. 
So lovely running into you. Must get back to my suite at the B&B, write down some notes. Work, 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 the life of a writer. <laughs> oh, no, I don't believe this. And try on those dresses you just stole from a corpse. See y'all then. See you. All. <laughs> Why do her pronouns always make it sound like she's talking to a crowd? Oh, home at last. My arms are aching from these suitcases. Beverly and her damn security system. I wish she'd just let me have my own front door key. Uh, what's this? The door's ajar. Yoo-hoo! Beverly! It's me! Oh, I don't believe I just said that. Magnolia's barbaric speech patterns have infected my intellect. Bevy! It's Florence! Not here. A strange suitcase left at the registration desk. Apparently another guest is in the midst of checking in. Good for Bevy, more business. Speaking of business, I've got to check out how this pilfered finery fits me. I do love having reclaimed my right to the Sherlock Holmes suite. Those nervy Texans to simply claim squatter's right to it last winter. But the Sherlock Holmes is on the first floor. What people around here call the second floor, and these cases weigh a ton. Ugh. I wish Bevy would spring for some renovations and install a lift. Why is my room unlocked? I've got to start unpacking all these lovely frocks before they wrinkle. Must find room in the wardrobe, some hangers. What's going on? Oh no, I don't believe my eyes. Someone has packed up all my things, even my notebooks and my diary. Beverly! Beverly Eastham, get your sorry ass up here now! What is the meaning of this outrage? Let's keep it down to a dull roar, shall we? There are other guests here, in case you haven't noticed. I've got to move you back downstairs to the Miss Marple suite. This suite is needed. You can't simply push a resident out of her dwelling. There must be a law protecting... A, you are a lodger, not a resident. B, you have or had a reservation, not a lease. Big difference. So just start repacking those suitcases you just brought in. Where did all these clothes come from? <laughs> it looks like the Kardashians threw up in here. May I at least be informed as to who is so important that I am being evicted from my home? Oh, I was afraid you'd ask that. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Oh, Florence. Beverly, what is it? I've never seen you in such a state. Oh, the most unusual. I, oh, I don't know what will become of me. What is the emergency? Spit it out. He wants to marry me. Who he? Tex! Have I met this Tex? Have I ever met anyone named Tex? Yes. And no. Tex is the name he invented for himself. 
God. According to this email, he has spent his entire life trying to forgive his mother for naming him Shirley. I guess she had always wanted a daughter to name after her favorite aunt. And, well... Beverly, deep breaths. Relax. I don't have all day to listen to your outbursts. As our good father Lawrence counsels us, allez. For God's sake, get on with it. You've met him. You've met them. That loud-mouthed couple from Dallas who accidentally booked in here last January, right about the time that Dennis's first wife, I, I, I mean, the first time that Dennis's wife went out the window. Whew! Of course, you could hear their voices, either of them all over the house. Right. Well, didn't he go and divorce her? Question is, why did he marry her in the first place? Seemed a bit, oh, how do they say now, age inappropriate. Not that I can judge anyone on that area. Oh, dear, dear, Lee Melville, whatever was I thinking? I didn't humiliate myself by stooping to ask for your advice to hear you lament once again about your choices in men. Listen, this is important. Sorry, but... Just a sec. I need to get my notebook. Which bag did you pack it in? There must be something here I can use as copy later. Florence Gardner, for once, consider someone else's feelings. I always do, if they make good copy. Tex, or Shirley, met the little gold digger when he was still in mourning for his first wife, the mother of his handsome son, who, like every young male in Texas, dreamt of being a football star. And adoring his son as he did, as he does, Tex bought a team so that Tex Jr. Tex Jr., surely you jest. Better not use that expression when he's around. He has a real Leslie Nielsen aversion. He just hates the thought of anyone calling him Shirley. Allez, allez, as the good father would say. Stop interrupting me. He bought the football team so that Tex Jr. could fulfill his dream. That's how he met Marion. Marion? She called herself Tiffany when she was on the team. Tiffany? The 90-pound trophy wife that I met was a football player? Not playing football. She was a cheerleader. That's how Tex met her, because she was a cheerleader on the team. He bought so his son could get a job. Because she was dating. I think is the term they use nowadays. Well, she was having... A thing with Tex Jr. And when she was introduced to Daddy Tex, she saw where the main chance was, you know, the source of the fortune. Then it was, bye bye, Junior. Hello, big bucks. I just got this email from Tex. He's booking in here for the entire season. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. Good weather now. Be sure to upgrade his charges to in season. Of course, you'll have to put up with the presence of Ms. Princess of the Cheerful Arabesque. If only. Don't you listen at all? Ever? I just told you. He divorced her. Why? He seemed entranced a few months ago. Seems Tex caught Miss Basket Toss scoring with the team's starring tight end. Heavy Language. Seriously. A valuable, highly paid position. Beverly, again, I remind you. Florence. He caught her in flagrante with one of his most valuable assets. Poor boy. There goes his career. <laughs> Not at all. Tex didn't get his fortune by being a softie. The player was essential to the success of the team. The trophy bride was expendable. Divorced, cut off without a cent. 
Last he heard, she was strutting her stuff at some joint in Las Vegas. But, uh, but that's not my point. And your point is, really, Beverly, you are taking up a lot of my time. Tex is flying here in his own gent to propose marriage to me. What can I say? Congratulations. A proposal. This is probably a first for you. But I can't stand him. And besides, he goes on and on about how gracefully I handled his ex-wife's lapses and manners. What a great, hard-working, mature business manager I am. What a great rancher wife I would make. <laughs> Can you see it? Me, waking at dawn to milk the steer? Mm, no, even my flexible imagination balks at that. Florence, what am I going to do? I, I am looking at a full season of locking in the Sherlock Holmes suite at top of the season rates, as opposed to the loudest voice in the Western world making me his latest trophy wife, which, at my age and weight, is not even laughable. <gasps> Must write down some notes, you know. Work, work. The life of a writer. I promised my agent in London a call by this time. Uh, Ta-da! Bevy, best of luck on the ranch problem. I still have to uh, manage this wardrobe and look at these suitcases. Would you be a sweetheart and carry them down to Miss Marple for me? New shipment of the latest styles from my European stylist. Little people don't really appreciate the burdens of celebrity. And if you would kindly give me the key to my former and future suite. How can I tell her? Some... Son of a harbor seal stole my whole key ring earlier today. <laughs> I'd reported to the police, but I suspect it's none other than Magnolia, the wife of the very police chief herself. The last time I remember having it on me was yesterday in the post office. <laughs> Such a snoop. Such a tail-bearer. I think she's been sneaking around here behind my back. I'm finding doors mysteriously unlocked, some keys returned, some still missing. You'd better step on it, Beverly, and find my duplicate key pronto. Must select something stunning for a big date, uh, I mean, dinner engagement tomorrow. Chop, chop. I can feel my dinner already getting cold, and it's not even until tomorrow. Well, I think that's ridiculous. It's what my wife wanted. I'm sure Barry didn't want you to never drink again. She did, actually. Well, I'm going to have one. Are you sure you won't join me? This is sort of a celebration, after all. I wouldn't call it a celebration. You don't need to be so touchy with me. Just relax. Please, Florence. Oh, have a drink with me. What's the worst that could happen? Well... What are you trying to hide, Denny? You're right. Let's do it. Perfect. Waiter! Hi there. Sorry. Very busy night. What can I get you? I'll have a... A magnum of rosé, please. What? Any particular one in mind, ma'am? Surprise us. Yes, ma'am. Don't hold back. I can't look like I'm celebrating. You're not. You're drowning your sorrows. You could have made it red wine. What difference does that make? I don't know. It seems more... death-like. It is the color of blood. So, how have you been doing? How are you holding up? I'm okay. 
People think that you shouldn't be left alone when this sort of thing happens. It's incessant. I'd love to be left alone. Not by you, of course. I'm glad you're here. Really? Yes. You look nice. That color pink becomes you. Shocking pink, is it? I think Barry used to have a dress like that. Impossible. <laughs> this is an original. But thank you. You look lovely, too. What shall we order? The Dover sole looks fantastic. Fresh from the sea, it should be. Here you go, our finest rosé. Thank you so very much. Also, madam, there's someone waiting for you at the bar. Who is it? I'm not sure. He asked that you go and speak with him. Oh, it's probably a fan. You can send him over here if he wants an autograph. I'm feeling a little weary. No problem. I forgot I was out with the great Florence Gardner. Oh, stop. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but it does just happen all the time. When you've had two bestsellers, people just forget the words and focus on the face, you know. I really think I could write about bird watching and they'd still fly off the shelves. Oh, so embarrassing. I'm so sorry. It won't take a minute. I'll just sign their napkin or something. Hello, Florence. Lee! What on earth are you doing here? How did you find me? Oh, not the hardest thing to assume. You're running out of money, and so you're going to come back to your little town of inspiration. Doesn't take a genius. Uh, excuse me. Who are you? Her husband. Who are you? Her what? Ex-husband. Well, almost. That close. Lee, this is not the time or the place. No, it's never the time or place. So I came to your place. I'm on a date. I... I mean, I'm dining with a friend. Will you keep your voice down? You're on a date? With this chump? Please, I don't want people to know. <laughs> well, that's classy, Flo. You're on a date with a man who doesn't even want to be seen with you. His wife just died. He doesn't want to pull any attention to how quickly he's moving on. Back off, Lee. No, oh, your wife just died. Yes. So if you could keep your voices down... How did she die? Lee, you're being awfully direct. Leave him alone. Murder, was it? Makes sense as to why she's seducing you. Lee! Oh, it's no secret that you're only back in this town to get some more inspiration. People must hold on to their hats if you're back. It means that someone's going to go soon. Isn't that right, Flo? No, that is not right. Does Dennis here want to know what happened last time? Nothing happened last time. No. Dennis doesn't want to know that if I hadn't bailed you out, you would have been charged with- That's enough! Hey, my wife committed suicide, you insensitive prick. Oh. Yes, oh. So I think it's probably time for you to leave, buddy. It's time for you to leave, Lee. Well. I'll see you back at our suite, darling. You don't know where I'm staying. Please, you've always stayed at Beverly's. How? Uh, do you remember how you used to tell me things once? Love me once? There's no way Beverly would let you in. 
She did when I explained things to her. She already knows everything. She's a sweet little thing. Very excited to meet me. (laughs) Always nice to be recognized by a fan. (laughs) You didn't meet Beverly. You met Magnolia. It doesn't matter who it was. She gave me a key. Oh, that bitch. (laughs) See you at home, darling. I'm mortified. Yeah, listen, the only thing you should be mortified about is that you ever married someone like him. He's refusing to sign the divorce papers. He's trying to take everything from me. Well, you just have to remain firm. Yes, perhaps. But I did refer to him as my muse on several occasions. You can't claim alimony over being someone's muse. I think you can. That's the whole problem. Well... I'm sorry. It's a lot on our first date. We're not even on a date. I can be a friend. Now you won't even call it a date quietly? Okay, fine. It's a date. You're very charming. Now, let's try to at least make a dent in this bottle, shall we? Oh, yes, let's. So, have you always wanted to be a dentist? Well... I'm not actually a dentist. I'm a... Oh, God. What? I just realized. Are you okay? No, not really. Goodness. I'm sorry. I I really do want to hear about how you became an orthodontist. Oh, I'm not an ortho... But you were here. My ex-husband has flown to New England. Why couldn't he just stay in the old England? You mean Britain? Oh, no one calls it Britain except the Americans. It's so annoying. I'm just trying to help you. You don't need to snap at me. I'm sorry. It's just that, well, firstly, how did he afford a flight? And then, to get into the B&B, he would have sweet-talked poor Magnolia. I mean, I'm pretty sure Magnolia has more feet on the ground than you give her credit for. Please, she'd do anything for something shiny. Okay. Don't you see the problem? I see many, many problems. Where am I supposed to sleep tonight? Well, I, uh... I don't feel safe going back to that room. I mean, what if the next Bloody Bay murder was my own? I'm sure it wouldn't. Who would write about it? I I think you ought to calm down, Florence. What? I don't mean to be insensitive. No. No. Just, why don't you stay with me tonight? Dennis, I hardly know you. Oh, I, I, I didn't mean like that. No? No. You can stay in our spare bedroom. You can even choose which one, if you'd like. You have more than one spare bedroom? Um, doesn't everyone? Maybe if we could get another Magnum and bring it with us. We've barely... I would just feel so much more comfortable sleeping in your house. In the... In the guest room, of course. Why don't we bring the bottles back to your house and we can stay up talking? All right, I I suppose. And then later, I can decide where I sleep. Thank you for listening to Bloody Bay, written by Mimi Monteith and Anne-Marie Shea, directed by Callie Wills, and starring the voice talents of Jean-Marie Kuhn, Luis Bermudez, Forrest Manico, Ailey Lassane, Christopher Kay, 
Robert Kuhn, Jessica Lauren Fisher, and Rochelle Prue. Sound design by Daniel Houle. We'd like to thank everyone who supported Bloody Bay on Kickstarter, including Tyler Gilbert, Jay Zander Kittenoa, Jesse Casanova, Kat McKay, Donaldson Cardenas, Joey Johnson, and Ella Watts. Your support through this lockdown has made it possible to bring these stories to life. If you want to support Bloody Bay directly, you can do so at redcircle.com slash shows slash bloody dash bay. Experience Bloody Bay like a local by signing up at Patreon at patreon.com slash EFCT, where your monthly pledge gets you exclusive access to behind-the-scenes content and merchandise. Are you scared of commitment? We understand. Head over to buymeacoffee.com slash EFCT, where you can make a one-time donation, no strings attached. Your donations and support help EFCT continue to highlight the work of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ plus artists. Thanks for listening and see you next week.